Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Simpler communications. Dan Mader, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. And welcome back, Empty Nation, to the show. We are streaming live on Tiki Live right here, right now on Belly Up Sports TV. All you got to do is go to Tiki Live, search for Belly Up, and you're going to get the best, fresh, various sports take from a sports talking company that is up and coming on the rise. Or if you just want to go directly to the link, go to TikiLive.com slash channel slash belly up we'll be there for you guys there too you can always find us on the normal platforms podcast anywhere you'd like to go catch us on social media at belly up mdff show and on youtube as always i'm your host dan mater tonight is about the mds dfs contest and lock bets of the divisional round we're gonna have Chaz flarty and peter van seventer on in the second half of the show but for right now chris and i and chris is here too Let's not forget him. But right now, we have Dan Overstreet from FF Hot Takes NFL. That's his social media. He is the winner of the Alex's Lemonade Stand Charity Bowl League that we had at Belly Up Sports, the big 90-entrant best ball league. He won the whole damn thing. Dan, welcome to the show, and congratulations. Hey, thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Um it was a it was a great time, you know. It was a good good time for charity. I appreciate you guys uh, throwing it on. You know, props to you guys. Oh, well, thank you, for, thank you for participating, and thank you for MD Nation for participating. I mean, yeah, I think we had quite a nice turnout for this event, and I think it definitely helped raise some you know money for you know the Southern State Stand this cause. It absolutely did, Chris. Because what happened is, look, Dan got a prize, and we'll talk about what the prizes were for him because we're going to do this again next year. We want to entice people. We're not just giving to charity. We, we want people to win some things too. So we'll talk about that in a second. But the biggest thing is that we raised $1,000 to the Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation cause. That's the biggest thing here. That's what this tournament was all about. There was an entry fee. Half of it goes to charity. The other half gets split up between the first and the second place winners, Dan being the overall winner. Dan, you might want to show uh, the people what you uh, won. So the the big winner this year, you know, got uh, got this right here. Look at got that to ring. bling it out right here. Look at that Lead ring. champion. 
fantasy football league. One day I got to get them changed over to diamonds, guys. I got, I got to, you know, <laughs> just to do it. We aren't quite that rich. It was for charity after all. You also got a trophy. You also got a little bit of a cash prize. Like I said, it was a 75-25 split between the first and second place. So all those things came with it because you deserve it. It was your first time playing best ball. So I went to That's ask right. Dan, you know, what, what kind of tips did you have? And it was his first time playing. But tell him what we talked about before the show about, you know, this being different for best ball strategy winners this year. Well, like we were saying, you know, it's usually a, like a, a quarterback running back combo that usually gets you to go all the, all the way. That's what I'm told for best ball this year. Kind of strange for me. I rode Cooper Cup and JT all the way. You know, it, they they were the great combo of the year. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you know, great two receivers to have in the back. And James Conner just came on really, really strong for me in the second half of the season. You know, I think he ended up what RB six, RB seven, something like that, you know, yeah. uh, he, he had a great year, you know, and like you said, it's my first ever best ball. So I had no idea what to do going into this. My quarterbacks, you know, I drafted Deshaun Watson in the seventh. He was my first quarterback. I had Wentz, I had Darnold and I had Cam Newton. So, guys, it was a weird year, but, you know, it, it ended up good for me, you know, and ended up good for charity that I got to say, that's the best part. You know, I, I won part. all this. I had fun. But charity, you know, you, you can't get over that. And Alex Lemonade Stan, it's a great cause. And I'm, I'm just I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, and we really loved having you a part of it, too. It's really funny, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson. It tells you when this draft took place, because it took place in that early August area where we thought maybe Watson still was going to come back. Cam Newton was supposed to be a starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. Really funny to see how things worked out. But he had Jonathan Taylor, he had Cooper Cup, and that's why he won. By the way, not a strategy that I recommend next year. Now, Chris, you and I, we're going to have a show. We're going to talk about different draft strategies for different formats, and that'll be part of it. Not a typical strategy, but this wasn't a typical fantasy year. It was really down in the dumps, frankly, when it comes to overall scoring fantasy points. Like there was a couple of key stars here and there, but in general, across the NFL, offense was down. But it does make me wonder about 2022 because the pattern has been since 2016, even years, hot years for for offense, odd years have been hot years for defense. That remained true this year. We'll see if 2022 can pick it up on the offensive side of the pace. Guys, we're going to be talking about in the first half of the show while we have Dan here. He did sign up for a free MD's DFS contest. Remember, when you win the DFS contest, you win one free week of easy sports betting data. Your name becomes eligible for the championship football giveaway for the month of month of January. So we have a couple of winners in here so far. Maybe Dan will wind up winning that too. Who knows? Maybe he's on a hot streak. and will keep it going. If you want to sign up, all you got to do is hit the link. It's in the comments. If you're watching this live on social media at Billy MDFF show, we're going to promote it out all throughout the week. So make sure you're following us there on social media or on our YouTube. Subscribe to that as well. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the same thing we did last week when we had a guest on. We're going to go through position by position and, Talk about why we selected the guys that we did. So, Dan, you're the guest. Let's start with you. Who's your quarterback for us? This week I went Burrow. Burrow is my quarterback for DFS. I went back and forth between Burrow and Stafford. They're pretty close in salary. I think like, what, $400, $500 in salary. Yeah. Absolutely. Right there in that, you know, kind of mid-tier range, you know, upper tier, upper mid-tier range. Uh, uh, Burrow only had 17.6 last week, but he's averaging 21.5 on the season. I don't think Tennessee's defense is going to have enough to stand up to him. You know, I, I think he's going to continue that kind of late season tear that he was on. And um, I think he's going to have a big day with a receiver. And we'll get to that uh, when we get to receivers later. 
Well, teaser there. Bengal is team. They're all on a hot yeah. streak. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Chris, who'd you go with the quarterback? Yeah, so I didn't have that team to beat, um, but I went with Matthew Stafford. I think with the team that I know has to pass the ball in order to move the ball. Tampa Bay's outstanding versus the run, and the Rams have kind of been more run reliant of it of late. Um, you saw kind of maybe Matt Stafford be banged up with some questions about you know, his health. Overall, I don't care. I think the weapons are in place for him to be able to attack this off Tampa Bay defense. I think you're going to need to score through the air to be able to you know, attack this offense. I think Ray's going to move the ball. So I'm going with Matthew Stafford, $6,200. I like the value. And like I said, I'm looking for a bounce back effort from him. Look, he didn't have to throw the ball, what, 17 times last week. That was it. NFL-wise, played really well. Not great DFS-wise. Not great fantasy-wise. Hasn't been great fantasy-wise in over a month. But you're playing against Tampa Bay. You're going to have to score points. These are two teams that are throw-first teams. And how do you beat Tampa Bay? Oh, you spread them out. You attack that secondary. Yeah, I have Stafford, too, at $6,200. The let's big all- here, here for me, God, what do you got? I was, also, I was going to say, let's also point out, you know, week two match or week three matchup, he had four touchdown passes in that game over 32 DFS points, so it doesn't hurt to you kind of seeing this him versus this defense already as well. Right, it doesn't well, you hurt. know, with the volume that's going to. Oh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, with the, you know, with the volume, like you were saying, it's 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 going to have to be a, a point scoring game here, you know, to, to in order to win the game. So what we're going to have to do is, you know, uh, I, I picked the uh, Rams as an upset in this game, so I think Stafford is a great pick, Chris. You know, I live in Florida. I'm going to have to go in hiding if my father-in-law sees this. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that's a great pick, Chris. Yeah, we're both in the same boat. Chris, once again, copying my quarterback, picking up where he left off from last week, by the way. Uh, But, yeah, like I was saying, at $6,200, these are two teams you're going to have to throw the ball around to score. That's the biggest thing. You have to attack that secondary. While it doesn't hurt that week three matchup that they had and where Stafford went off, it also hasn't been the same Stafford. That's why I think we have to focus on the here and now of to be able to convince people why they got to go with Stafford. The biggest key for me, DFS-wise, he's the quarterback with the most upside with the best price tag. That's the other key part of this. You look at the starting quarterbacks, he's the one who actually has the chance to go for that 300 to 400, three to four touchdown performance, and yet he's priced down to 6,200 price tag, unlike a Joe Burrow, a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers this particular week. So we're both on the same page there. Dan... To you, Dan, Overstreet Dan, the winner of the Alex Lemonade State Charity Ball, Dan. Who's your first running back? So I'm going to go Cam Akers on this one. Uh, Cam Akers last week looked like a man on a mission. You know, he uh, running angry, very quick, very agile. And guys, he looked fresh. This is a big thing. You know, he had rehab, but his legs are fresh. He hasn't had the the demands of, a, of an RB1 this whole season. He's, they're getting him at the right time, and he's coming back at the right time. I think 17 attempts for 55 yards was modest. I think Sonny Michelle is going to take a back seat this week to Cam Akers. That was his – it was a coming out party last week. It was it was a test run. The test run looked great, guys. I mean, I, I, I can't say anymore. Cam Akers, I got him locked in. Fantasy football hot take right there. <laughs> I think it's Sonny phenomenal. Sonny Michelle to the, to the back seat. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I was I think it's I think the story is phenomenal. The fact that he had that kind of a performance in the playoffs coming back off an Achilles injury. That can't be lost on anybody. But the fresh part, the quick part, the agile part, I mean, this was 3.4 yards a carry. And he still had Sony Michelle who had 13 carries to his 17. I don't disagree with you that I think it's trending towards them wanting Cam Akers to play ahead of Michelle. 
But I don't know the key is going to be him dominating. I don't know if this is Darrell Henderson versus Sony Michelle that we saw earlier in the year. Maybe it is. But regardless, I think Cam Akers have to be involved in the passing game because you don't love the matchup here against Tampa Bay. Interesting take. Here's what I'll say about Cam Akers, though. He goes and gets a couple of touchdowns. That's a contrarian play in your DFS lineups. So that part, that might be right there. Chris, where are you at for your RB1? Yeah, so I'm going to go to something. Uh, while we have been comparing lineups, and you know, although MD Nation might be questioning that since it's been so similar the last two weeks, I'm going to go with Devin Singletary at the running back position. Ooh, the value is ridiculous. Yeah. That. Oh, see, uh, I mean, I, I have to, you convinced me of this guy. I'm not a player. I'm not a fan of Devin Singletary. We know that. Um, but I have to I have been convinced to, to come to the dark side, such as the Buffalo backfield, which I refuse to touch this entire season. But after watching this guy have 75 points over the last three games, how can you not have him in your lineup? Particularly if we got under six thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, it's outstanding value, outstanding guy to have in your lineup, and a great matchup versus the Chiefs. See, this is the problem with Chris being my co-host. You have to bash him over the head until he finally accepts a player's doing well fantasy-wise. Yeah, I'm letting it ride with Devin Singletary. Obviously, he had two touchdowns. Here's the thing: the Bills are an offense that move the ball, and finally, Devin Singletary gets the workhorse role. That's what it boils down to, and he's fifty-nine hundred dollars. That's the key point here. You want to pay up for Derrick Henry. You want to pay up for Joe Mixon. Be my guess what Derrick Henry is going to be. Joe Mixon going up against what is the number one run defense heading into the postseason. Be my guess. You want to pay up for those type of guys. Give me the guy, Devin Singletary, who's getting me 15 to 20 touches every single game. And now that Zach Moss and Matt Breida are out of the way, he's getting touchdowns to go with it. too. What do you think about that, Dan? What do you think about Devin Singletary? Or is he your second running back? Am I spoiling anything? No, no, no spoilty on that one. Uh, Devin, I, I think he's a good pick. You know, like you said, I think the key right there is, you know, Zach Moss finally kind of, you know, we, we've picking, we, we've chosen a clear winner there. You know, it's it, it's it's very clear who the workhorse is in, in Buffalo. So I, I like it. You know, good pick, Devin Singletary. Who is your running back to? My running back. Okay, Chris, <coughs> you told me I had a, a hot pick on the last one. You're going to love this hot take right here. So I got Darrell Williams, guys. Uh, I know last week he probably shouldn't have played. He had uh, – he, I think he had, what, uh, one carry, something like one that. One carry. Uh, yep. Seven yards or less than that. I, I can't remember. But uh, he had a toe injury last week. Jerry McKinnon went off in his absence. Um, he didn't practice on Wednesday. This is a very boomer bust call. It's He's only – he's a value pick at 4,200. But I think if he does end up being healthy – and CEH misses the game, he could boom for you. He could be a vet. He could be, he could be everything for you. You know, I, I think C, I think he's better than CEH, honestly. And I think this year's kind of given us what CEH is. You know, he's, he's inconsistent. You know, he, he is what he is. He's, he's a lower end running back on a really, really, really good football team. And, you know, you can kind of put me in there as RB1 for the Chiefs, and I, I might be able to get you 10, 10 points a game, 12 points a game. You know, it's it's that good of an offense, guys. So I think Darrell Williams, boomer bust, uh, I got, I put it all in line for him. Yeah, that's definitely another hot take. I mean, I look at that as a, definitely a value. Darrell Williams has been tremendous for most of the season for the Chiefs. I just kind of worry for you in the sense that CHE has – he did practice today while Williams did not. McKinnon is returning, you know, to that lineup. And we've seen kind of when the three guys eating at the trough is very rare to kind of guy kind of produce in those kind of positions. But I mean, you're right. It's definitely like a contrarian play. It's the Daniel was a contrarian play. So I think this is a guy that has shown, you know, some definitely trustworthiness over the season. So I kind of like it. 
Thank you, sir. Thank yeah, you, sir. it's good. It's good, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I want to be nice to our guests, but I think it's one that you're probably going to pivot off of before that game comes around. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there right now. <laughs> Chris, who's your RP2? Well, this guy's also questionable, but I'm not worried about him playing because he's been questionable probably for about a month now. And that's Elijah Mitchell. As long as he's out there, he's the man for the 49ers in their backfield. $5,800, you love the value. A guy who's going to, you know, basically, as long as he's going to be out there, he's going to probably get you over close to 100 yards and, you know, get you possibly a touchdown. You like the big play opportunity versus Green Bay defense. I think he's their offense. And, you know, Jimmy G's kind of banged up a little bit. So no matter what, Elijah Mitchell's going to be heavily involved. Not worried about the questionable tag. Um, questionable tag. Like I said, I think I believe he's going to play. He had the same kind of injury, quote unquote, last year, last week, and 97 yards, 20, over 20 carries. So I think they continue, kind of continue. The only thing you don't love about him is you don't get the ball thrown to him that much. But you know, Elijah Mitchell for me for Bruce Green, but I can't resist that price tag. You're three for three on my lineup, by the way. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely insane. We I just want to play the MD Nation that Elijah Mitchell is in the second round of the playoffs, unlike the, the a 49er fan on this show who predicted that his team was not going to advance. No, oh, we'll get that in the second half of the show. <laughs> Uh, Elijah Mitchell, yes, I have him as well. Fifty eight hundred dollars. Look, you can't pay down this weekend for running backs. Not for not for good ones, unless you want to take shots in the dark like Dan is over here. You, if you want to have decent running backs who've had the volume to kind of go with the matchups heading into this weekend, Devin Singletary, Elijah Mitchell, you're not going to get better value than that, in my opinion. So that is where we both went for the tournament play. That's why we both copied each other, or he copied me, whatever case you want to be. But let's see. I want to know what Dan has as wide receiver one because he talked about his quarterback. Who'd you pair him up with? Because I'm getting the feeling you stacked him with somebody. I stacked him, but not as my not with my uh, wide receiver one. My wide okay. receiver one, I took Devonte Adams. You know, he, he's he's gonna have he's gonna have a great week. You know, it's it's uh, eighty five hundred as a price, but we all know he's gonna have a good uh, return of investment. You know, it. I can't really I can't really say anything more than that. You know, Devontae Adams locked in wide receiver one. Uh, you know, Rogers to Devontae. Twelve he catches, one hundred and thirty one yards, touchdown last time they played the 49ers. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. I was, I was supposed to say yeah, he's exactly. lit up San Francisco last time. The secondary's been putrid. Will they have Bosa? Will they have Warner? All those things up in the air. Yeah, you can't really argue against the whole Devontae Adams aspect of it. But Chris, who's your wide receiver one? Well, so I'll press preface with that I do have Devonta Adams in my lineup as my receiver two. And my receiver one is somebody I think Dan had in his lineup to help him win all that money over there. And that is Mr. Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup is my number one receiver, $8,600. This guy's basically been gold the entire season. Why stop now that you're in the playoffs versus the Tampa Bay team that he lit up for 97 yards, nine catches, and two touchdowns. Been a ride to both the combo, the Stafford to Cup combo. It's been so money this entire season, and especially Cooper Cup. The guy who I just love to have in my lineup and somebody that you just I think you have to have DFS lines right now. I think are you back? Did you I'm lose having, me? I think I'm having some technical issues. Did you lose me? I got you. Oh yeah, I think we lost yeah. Dan, maybe. I think so. Dan, can you hear me? No, yes. I yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm thinking of having it on my side actually right now, going in and out. Uh, so you both have Devontae Adams. I got Cooper Cup. I stack Stafford with Cooper Cup. I want the number one option. Why? Because he's awesome. And the other part being that no matter what matchup he's had, 
He's always come through in production. If I'm going to pay up for a wide receiver, that's what I'm going to pay up for. And if I'm going to pay down a quarterback with Matthew Stafford, I want to stack him with the best possible receiver that I can. Tampa Bay, 27th against slot receivers this year. I'm rolling the dice on that thing. Dan, let's go to you. Your wide receiver, too. Who is he? So my wide receiver, too, is a little bit of a budget pick as well, but it's it's Gabe Davis at 4,600. Uh, you know, it's going to be a high scoring game with Casey. We all know that uh, it's going to be a lot of opportunity with the points flying around. He got in the end zone last week and I, you know, I think he can do it again. You know, it, it's, it's opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. And this game is going to offer a lot for both offenses. So it's Gabe Davis. I'm a wide receiver too. That's the first receiver that we have. Or the first player I said we have actually this is the same one. I also have Gabe Davis. Look, the usage was there. It was all Safon Diggs, and it was all Gabe Davis as far as routes run. I know Dawson Knox winds up with the big day because he had the two touchdowns was a yard away from a third touchdown himself. But in a game in which has the highest over-under of the weekend, and I do expect two teams that are pass-first mentality to come out and do it. Yeah, Gabe Davis is one of the best values you could possibly find, whether it be cash games or contests, in my opinion. So we both have that. So that we go ahead and go to Chris. Chris, who's your wide receiver too? Did you? Yeah, you already, hit, you already hit my receiver too. Is Devonta Adams? So why don't you go to your receiver too, there, buddy? Well, Gabe Davis is my wide receiver too. I just said that. Okay, so we we have who's Cooper Cup. Devonta- Cooper Cup. That's the one you you jumped. You kind of cut out on us, and then you pretended like you didn't hear what I said, so you can steal my player. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, likely story, likely story. All right, fine. <laughs> well, we'll just kick this thing to Dan then. We can go to his wide receiver three since we're all caught up at wide receiver. All right. So, you know, I kind of sneaked it a little earlier, kind of saying that I was going to stack uh, Burrow with somebody. And the surprise here is it's not Jamar Chase. You know, I'm going T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins is like a, he's had a great season. You know, he's only been shadowed by Jamar Chase's amazing, you know, rookie season that he's had. Uh, which, you know, it's admirable. Uh, but T. Higgins has had 1,100 yards and 14, 14.7 yards average, yards per you know catch, uh, 15% fantasy uh, per game, you know. So it's, it's, it's hard to leave T. Higgins out of my lineup, especially with the Burrow stack. Uh, Chase was a little bit more on the pricey side. So, you know, I went, I went with the budget pick, and I don't think it's going to cost me. I think T. Higgins is going to provide a really good ROI this week. I don't think it's going to cost you either. You want the reason why I don't think it's going to cost you because I have T Higgins in my flex. We'll just jump ahead. Hey. I have my flex $5,700. Look, Tennessee, they're a top 10 secondary the last four weeks of the season leading into the playoffs. Before that, you, you could throw on them whenever you wanted to. My, my point would be more this. Mike Vrabel coming from that New England mindset, I feel like they're going to have a game plan special to Jamar Chase. So let me pivot off of him. Let me go with T. Higgins, who will be a contrarian play as far as the Bengals receivers go because everybody's in love with Jamar Chase right now at that valuable price tag. So, yeah, Dan, I'm 100% with you on this one. So, Chris, who's your wide receiver three? Yeah, I just want to agree with both of you gentlemen. I don't have T. Higgins in this lineup. I do have him a lot of DFS lineups this week as well, other lineups. Um, I do think he's a tremendous play. I was off with him last week. He kind of burned me. I'm going back to the well again with him in a lot of lineups, like I said, because I think you guys are right, hitting the nail right in the head. I think this is a defense that's going to actually curtail and try to stop, you know, Jamar Chase and allow him not to exploit them, unlike the defense last week, which I was still shocked that, you know, is this playoff football? How are you not going to try to take Jamar Chase away? But I digress. So my start, um, my second receiver is going to be somebody who's kind of come on strongly over the last few games. Talk about this game being a high-scoring game, the Chiefs-Buffalo game. Iron Pringles, my receiver three. 
uh, $4,200, love of the price tag right now. A guy who's been kind of stepping up over the last four games, averaging 15 DFS points. Guy had over two, t- two touchdowns last week. You, you know Tyreek Hill's going to get a lot of attention. Travis Kelsey's going to get a lot of attention. One guy seems to get forgotten about is Byron Pringle, who's slowly but surely become that receiver too in this lineup for the Patrick Mahomes offense. I mean, like, like, are we even gonna have a difference in point scored? Like, come on, like, this is this is crazy. Pringle was my guy last week, by the way, and I'm just letting it ride for another week. Yes, he is the third option. We've been looking all year long, Kansas City. Who can your third option be? Because it was clear and evident they needed one. They needed one outside of Travis Kelsey. Have Tyreek Hill is getting too predictable to guard them. They found it in Byron Pringle. He's he's catapulted ahead of Robinson and Hardman when he looks at routes run, snap usage. Last week, he had two touchdowns. On paper, you're not going to love the matchup here. Another contrarian play in my book because of that and a nice play to go with for DFS tournaments. Dan, let's kick this thing to you. Who's your tight end heading into this week? First off, before I get to the tight end, guys, did you guys meet before homeroom and copy each other's homework? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's insane. I think he, like, leaks into my notes, pulls them out, like, oh, okay. Like, I'll have all the same ones and then, like, one difference just to see if maybe I can beat him at the end. He's got your Google Drive or iCloud account. That's, that's, that's what breaking it is. Into my I'll just, I'll just point out that you heard my guys as all in time as his guys came in later, just to say. <laughs> I, I can I you know I, I can't vouch for that. Vouch. Look, it's a long bandwidth <laughs> keeping you two on here for the show. Okay, it's, it's taking up all my power that I have over here. <laughs> Good. All right, so my got? my tight end is going to be Tyler Higby this week. You know, um, uh, honestly, I'm hoping for a high scoring game. Um, it, it was he's kind of the lower end on the tight ends, but. You know, he's a wild card. Uh, hopefully, honestly, guys, if he gets a tight end, I'm, or if he gets a touchdown, I'm happy. Uh, That's how old time, most tight ends are that way. You, you get get me a touchdown, and I'm happy. And I think with all the points that's going to go on in this game, the Rams have to to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks. It it has to happen. So you know, it's it's a lot of mouths to speak to feed with Cup, OBJ, you know, Sony Michelle, K Makers. But if he can just get me a touchdown, I'm happy, guys. <laughs> I, look, I like it. Look, it's because it's either you pay all the way up or you pay all the way down a tight end. In my estimation this week, you choose to pay all the way down. And Higby's been that frustrating player really all year because the usage is there, the snaps is there, the offense is there. He's just not getting as many targets as we expected him to have. But it's a good match against Tampa Bay. To your point, with your lineup, if he does get a touchdown, I'm with you. It'll come through nicely. Chris, where are you at in your tight end position? If you say I about spending down. Clear. I I spend uh, well. Uh, talking about spending down. I spend all the way down on this guy. Sorry, I had to hit the cheer because you. I know you're going to have a difference in me. So finally, God. Yes, I want Josh Degara in order to pay for those two receivers, Devonta Adams and Cooper Cup. I got to cut somewhere in tight end position. Josh Degara had three catches, sixty six yards, a touchdown in the last game versus Detroit. It's not a guy who's heavily featured in his offense, but as you know, we talked about tight end scoring touchdowns. One thing Green Bay's Italians have done over the last couple of seasons with Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, is score touchdowns. It's all I'm really hoping for. I expect that your know, 49ers should get some kind of clue and try to take Devontae Adams away a little bit. Uh, no MF, no MVS this week. You know, he got downgraded today. Um, so they're going to be limited on weapons. Not, you know, that's why I think there's an opportunity for this guy to kind of steal, maybe a touch, like I said, a couple catches here or there. And I've seen him fall into the end zone, pay off with $3,000. And that'll be where I beat Chris again for another week in a row for that move right there. <laughs> Look, if you're going to pay down, it's a nice sleeper play. There has been times this moment where Rodgers has gone to him. 
but you're pretty much trying to hit the lottery with those with those kind of odds. So uh, yeah, I think that's where I'm going to beat you. And I went with Rob Gronkowski. I paid up $5,800. I think a combined value at the wide receiver position elsewhere because I need the guy who's going to be the number one target. Mark my words, number one target for Tom Brady this week. I don't think Evans is going to get open on Jalen Ramsey very often. I do think Ramsey is going to shadow against Mike Evans for this particular week in this particular game plan. That'll lead the way. Gronk, five catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown last week. But I think he's going to have to be even more heavily involved this week in the passing game. We'll see what Leonard Fournette's able to do if he is even able to come back. I know he's chomping at the bit, but he didn't even practice last week, so we'll see what he's able to do. But if he's out there and Evans is getting gobbled up by Jalen Ramsey, Grok is going to be the guy who Brady has to go to. And I think Brady's going to throw the ball at least 50 times this game. So that should open up nice volume really for everybody getting involved. But uh, go ahead, Dan, what do you think about my Gronk pick? I think it's a safe pick, man. I think it's uh, I think that connection's there and it's always going to be there, you know, with Godwin, you know, not there. Evans with Ramsey, you make a good pick. You know, I like it. And I, I like you for agreeing with me. Uh, let's go to the flex position. I already said I got T Higgins. So let's kick this to Dan and Chris. Who's your flex guys? Go ahead, Dan. So I have Debo Samuel on my flex. Uh, besides the run game and Elijah Mitchell, which, you know, Debo is a big part of the run game, actually. Uh, Debo is this offense, you know, and with Jimmy G banged up and Jimmy G, you know, he's obviously <laughs> hit or miss. You know, it, it can go either way with Jimmy G. Debo, they're going to lean on a lot in this game. I mean, if they have any chance of winning, it's going to be on Debo's shoulders. So, you know, I, I got Debo in the flex, and uh, hopefully he pays dividends. I think he will. Uh, I love his actual play. I didn't want to get him in this lineup. There was another lineup where I did have him in. But at $7,600 price tag for a guy who's going to get the ball for, as a wide receiver, we're talking not targets, but get the ball double-digit times one way or another. Has found the end zone every single time. I do love that play there in the flex. I'm going to try to let Chris get his lung hacked up before we go back to him on that one. Uh, I'll skip ahead. I'll play. I'll talk about my Rams defense real quick. So I'm all in the Rams. I am. I got Stafford. I'm with you, Dan, on the, on the Rams upset. I'm, I got Stafford. I got Cup. I have the Rams defense. I'm going to be really curious to see if Tristan Wirfs can't go, if Jansen can't go, what kind of offensive line is this Tampa Bay team really going to be able to put together against this pass rush? And with a team that throws the ball as much as they do, it's going to open up everything for the Rams to play the way the Rams defense wants to play, which is lean on their playmakers at the secondary position, lean on Aaron Donald to get a pass rush, especially if Leonard Fournette's not 100% himself and Tampa Bay feels like they can't run the ball because it turns into a complete shootout. Yeah, I like the Rams defense for sacks for turnovers in this game at three thousand dollars. Chris, are you alive? Can you talk? Yeah, I'm, I'm dying over here. <laughs> no, um, Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. 
It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Just a quick flick for my flex. I want Giovanni Bernard. Uh, guy, you talked about the Tampa Bay offense going to score points, going to pass the ball a lot. I had 19 points last week in his return off the D, uh, off the IR. Had 20 points in the first matchup versus this offense, um, versus his defense, I should say. Um, so I'm excited for Gio and I, Bernard, $5,000. Guys, a cheap guy to have in your lineup. Nice running back option, I think, in the next flex play. As for my defense, I went with Buffalo's defense. I'm not expecting the Chiefs to actually score a lot of points. I think they kind of have a fool's gold we've seen lately, and I'm going to arrive $2,600 for Buffalo's defense. Yeah, the price tag there is what you like. Uh, Dan, what's your defense? So, you know, just to hit on yours real quick, uh, I like the Rams defense. I really do. You know, Tristan Wirfs is a bigger deal than people are letting on. You know, he, out of all the injury that they have on that team, that's the biggest. That is absolutely the biggest to keep Tom Brady upright and keep every, that Rams vaunted D-line off of him, you know. But I digress, and I go to the Packers D. I went best available defense on this one. I I can't remember what I paid. 3700 I paid on him. Um, I, you know, for me, I tend to judge defenses on the quarterback that they're playing and Jimmy G is the worst quarterback left in the playoffs and that's, <laughs> that's all there is to it. And I think, uh, I think they're going to pay dividends as well. He's turnover prone. And that's, that's what it boils down to with that green Bay defense in particular. He is turnover prone. Dan, I want to thank you for coming on the show. We got to get to the other side, but again, thank you. Dan Overstreet, the winner of the Alex Lemonade Stand Foundation Charity Bowl. We will have it again next year. Guys, look out for those signups. We'll talk about it when Chris do our NFL draft special this year, like we did like a year ago as well. Where can um, listeners that, find you, Dan? What is it? What's that? So where can listeners find Dan? Uh, right here. Uh, I have the same thing um, at Fantasy Football Hot Takes NFL on Twitter. Um, guys, I appreciate you having me on. And like I said, again, I appreciate you guys throwing this on for such a great charity. And uh, the champ will be back next year. Breaking news right here. He I like it. Defend. Like he the confidence. He'll be, he'll be the first one we sign up without a doubt about it. Dan, take care. We'll see you real, real soon, man. All right. What we want to do now is to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have Chaz, Flaherty, and Pete. Pete is back from last week. Talk about some of our bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls balls ready for the special occasion. occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code 
bellyupfantasy at manscaped.com today. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and watching, more importantly, the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We're live on Tiki Live to search for Belly Up. Find our channel, 24-7 sports streaming content. Or if you just want to go to the direct link, tinkylive.com slash channel slash belly up. Find us on all of your favorite pod streaming apps or on social media and YouTube at Billy Up MDFF Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dowhauer. We just went through our DraftKings DFS lineup, which if you win, you win one free week of easy sports betting data. And your name becomes eligible for the championship football from championshipfootballs.com, which is backed by Mr. Chaz Flardy, who joins the show. Chaz, how you doing? I'm doing well. I do appreciate Chris giving us that little wake and bake commercial. <laughs> I wish, Chaz. <laughs> that, that was my Dallas Cowboys Dak Prescott impersonation. You guys didn't catch it. I'm sorry. Choked horribly. Pete. He is back from last week. I thought you did a great job. I wanted him back on the show right away. Pete, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. I mean, honestly, had a great weekend gambling. Uh, sadly, though, my the emotional loss of my New England Patriots is what really hurt me. I, <laughs> I was falling asleep during the fourth quarter. I didn't know what to think. It was just terrible, terrible. But then Sunday was fantastic, seeing the Niners beat the Cowboys and all those fans upset. That was, that was a perfect Sunday to have. Yeah, I, look, overall, and I had my big rant and it blew up in my face completely. Overall, though, I still won most of my bets. From a fan standpoint, it was lovely to see. Yes, it was, but it was, on, when I'm on this show, I just want you guys to know, I'm not trying to put a reverse jinx out there. I'm not trying to do any kind of reverse. I, I want to give you winners. I care more about that than I care about my team winning. Let's just be perfectly clear. Uh, but it was Chris, like Chris Dead, his impression of Dak Prescott. That's why I said it had to happen for the 49ers to have a chance to win, and that's what wound up happening. And now he's paying the price for it all across the media. But let's dive into this week. We have kicking things off at 4.30 on Saturday. And you know what? NFL, man, I talked about yes last week about the Monday night game and how that's just a, a complete disaster. How do you make two teams, the 49ers and the Bengals, play the number one seeds on a short week? How do you do that as the NFL? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But Pete, let's kick this to you first. Cincinnati versus Tennessee. The line is minus three and a half in Tennessee. The over-under set at 47 and a half. What are you thinking feeling there? I really love the Bengals in this matchup. I think I'm just going to have to ride the Joe Burrow train, ride it out. Because in my mind, he's been, if you just look at the MVP by just like most value to their team, I think Joe Burrows has been the most impressive player this year. Just no doubt, value-wise to his team. He's got on the Bengals team believing, and just the whole community of Cincinnati believing. They're, it's more than just like a football team right now. It's really just, I don't know. I really like Cincinnati in this matchup. They're 5-1 and one in their last six against the spread. Um, they're 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven on the road. I'd take the money line. I think that the Titans are a good team right now, obviously, getting Derrick Henry back. But I just worry how like how it's going to gel in the beginning of the game. And maybe Cincinnati can take advantage of that because it's going to be difficult to just like bring him back in. Like, and Rantanel hasn't been like great this year. A lot of turnovers. I, I like Cincinnati a lot. That seems to be the common pick so far this year or so far this week. I should say, Chaz, are you seeing anything particular for this game? You know what? 
remember, I I don't talk about opinions. I I, I work with data. Data are not opinions. You don't He's get me wrong. Data, betting data to be specific. Well, and the four of, the four of us could look at the same data and read it differently. I, I understand that concept too. But um, so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not being able to give out my winners on Wednesday. But I could tell you, I got a, a lot of notes here. Because you know I would pick one or two notes during the season because there's 32 games or 32 teams. These are good teams. I mean, these are good teams. So so I'm just going to read a few of them real quick. Cincinnati, first half, they're allowing 13 plus in six of seven games that's gone over four straight. In the second half, they're only allowing nine or less. And that's eight of nine. And they're seven and two against the spread in the second half. Let's see. Tennessee, home. Tennessee, in the first half, they allow 10 or less in five of six. They're six and two against the spread. In the second half, they score ten plus in seven of eight. They're six and two against the spread. In the second half, they allow ten or less. So what what you'll see is you'll see the strengths and the weaknesses where you'll have a team who just doesn't give up points in the second half playing against a team that scores a lot of points in the second half, and that's where the opinions come in. Well, well, there's there this game in particular. There's a lot of something's got to give. A phrase that Chaz likes to say a lot. Something's got to give in this particular matchup. Kansas City going under last four or six. Tennessee going over uh, their eight of their last home games. So we're looking at that too. The forty-seven and a half. Chris, what do you think and feeling? And, and really compare this game to all the other games. I mean, they're all. The biggest point spread is Green Bay minus six over San Francisco. Other than that, they are pretty much all within a field goal type of territory here. They're pretty much pickums all over the place. So are you with Pete where Cincinnati is going to be one of those away teams that pulls it off this week? Or do you think Tennessee holds on? I'm with Pete and I'm with Chaz on this. I'm going to go with Pete and the fact that I'm going to pick it. I think that Cincinnati is definitely the superior team and I picked them out right on the money line. I think that they're going to the team that should is the team to beat right now between the two teams. Tennessee's kind of, you know, been the number one seed, but kind of stumbled in towards it towards the end of the season. I know they're going to get Derrick Henry back. A lot of people are hyped about that. But his offense hasn't really been productive most of the season, even when he has been in the lineup. Um, you have a lot of offense in Cincinnati that's been very productive overall as of late and can score with anybody. Then you go to the first half and the second half. Both these teams both start off slow. So for me, I'm riding this game heavy on the second half. I'm definitely going to bet on the overs in the second half because I think both these teams have historically in this higher season. I think the stats are kind of back, which has is kind of pointing out that both of them are both slow starting teams, both kind of come on in the second half very well, especially Cincinnati. So I'm going to go with the over in the second half as well. I think hey, it's a game uh, that you can make a lot of money off of. Go ahead, Chaz. Chris, remember the champ that was just on? I forget his first name. Uh, Dan. 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 Oh, <laughs> uh, Well, remember he made a comment about the quarterback, and this is a fine example of that game. Oh, Joe Burrow, or I don't even really know who's, who's quarterback in Tennessee. <laughs> Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's exactly. Yeah, you're right. Uh, look, uh, Cincinnati is super hot right now. And I think the key is going to be, is it a truly healthy Derrick Henry for Tennessee? If it is, I think this thing could go back and forth. Is it the Tennessee getting the extra time to game plan and get healthy and get right versus Cincinnati, who's just been scorching hot? I throw away the Week 18 game because that was a throwaway game. They just rested everybody anyway. But I can see a very real scenario for both these teams in this game. It's too close for me to pick out and say Tennessee minus three and a half or Cincinnati on the money line, but give me the over-under. You guys going over on the second half. I'm going to hit that, but I'm also going to hit the over-under for the game. 47 and a half points. It's going to go over than that. This game is going to have to take an uptick closer towards 50. I have this thing at a 
30 to 24 game overall in the scoring. I'm going over that 47 and a half. So I think we're all kind of there in that realm. Well, again, remember that's that's the, that's a, I would think that there's no way Tennessee wins an over and no way since no way Cincinnati wins an under. That's really where you're looking at. And I'm not a big teaser guy, but this game kind of smells like it could be an opportunity for people that are teasing. I uh, no, I told I told you a lot of these games are going to smell that way. What about the night game? What about the 49er Green Bay game? I'll I'll save my thing for last because I'm not going to do the same thing I did last week. But I do have a couple of comments that I will make. But we go to Pete, and it's minus six for Green Bay again, 47 and a half on the over under. What do you think and feeling for that 49ers Green Bay game? Do the 49ers keep it rolling? The 49ers, it all comes down to injuries, obviously, with Warner and Bosa being hurt from the Cowboys game. I just don't know. I feel like this is almost – I think this might just be the end of San Fran's run, but I six is a lot, and I saw they're 5-1 and one against the spread their last six, but then Green Bay is 7-1 and one against the spread at home. So I was – I mean, it's just – it's really pick or choose. I kind of think just injuries, I'm going to assume both of them are a little banged up. I kind of like Green Bay in this spot. They're really good at home. Aaron Rodgers, I think he, I think he's handled San Fran ever since that NFC Championship game in 2019. I think or 20, I guess it was, yeah, 2020. It happened, but yeah, I kind of like Green Bay in this game with the matchup. Chaz, what do you, what, what do you think? Well, well, you know one thing we didn't mention about the first game, which is apropos here as well, is that week off makes a lot of difference. It makes Agreed. a lot of difference. It really does. And I think if you look for the record for those teams that are playing, you know, after that week off, they, they do very well. You know, you got your first of all, you're sleeping in your own bed, right? And you, you, if you have some aches, think about it. If you have some aches, a couple of weeks is a lot better than three days. And I agree with you about that that turnaround time. That's that's not really fair. But we said it wasn't fair when they announced it. But you know what? With, with this game, that San Francisco quarterback played pretty well, but. Aaron Rodgers is his own world. He's in his own world. But there's some numbers on here, like San Francisco, 8-2 against the spread in their last 10 games. They've scored 23 points in, in, in nine of them. Uh, Green Bay in the game, they're scoring 24 points, seven straight. They're over a 6-1. and one. Yeah, I, I, Green Bay and over is what I've been betting. But what if I told you guys, remember the first quarter stat? If I said to you one of these teams – is two and fifteen this year against the spread in the first quarter. You, there's nobody's picking Green Bay on that question. Well, I would only because I pay attention to fantasy, and we all the fantasy guys here know that they never score in the first quarter, and it's maddening because you have to wait for it. Oh, but but what's their record for the first half? So we talked about it. I don't know, eight weeks in a row now. Just sit around and don't bet the Packers right away. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I like it. Okay, Chris, what, what are you seeing? What are you seeing this week? This well, night? first, first want and my Saturday, I want to know if I'm kicking my Saturday morning off. Am I watching some um, ha- some bacon bake in the on Saturday morning, Chaz? 
Are you no, back? No, we had mentioned, um, you know, I go to Vegas. No, he's not yet. So, uh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We're, at, we're heading to Vegas. I forgot. Well, while we're in Vegas, I will not be betting on this game because this is a game that everybody's kind of talked about back and forth. I think that you have on your eye test tells you Green Bay should be the team that wins this game. Uh, they should be the superior talented team. The records over the last couple, you know, years versus Shanahan versus assistant coaches is kind of Belichick like, where he's been dominating his assistant coaches as of like particularly the floor. So you've seen even Aaron Rodgers, May Aaron Rodgers has struggled versus his defense, even though it's not very good. So I kind of have some suspicion whether or not this game's going to cover or not, but I do not want to touch this game. I'm worried. I'm worried these games where I'm sitting on the sidelines with Chaz and kind of bet on the halves and the quarters because I'm going to wait for the unders and overs and kind of wait, see how it unfolds because this game, I have no idea how it's going to happen right now. I have no good feel for it. I, I'm going to say what my bet is first. My bet is I'm all over the over at 47 and a half because here's, here's the big key. The 49ers offense is going to be put in a position. They're going to have to score. Aaron Rodgers is not Dak Prescott. He's not been, you know, choking at the end here and they're playing that zone defense. He's going to pick that apart. Points are going to be scored in this game. The fact that it's at a 47 and a half order over under is really juicy. Green Bay last four or five has gone over. San Francisco tends to hit the over when they're on the road as well. So I'm all over the over in this game. This whole mythical argument about Kyle Shanahan owning Matt LaFleur. The only people think people are focusing in on is the couple of playoff wins that the 49ers had over Green Bay. Over the last 18 games, the Packers are 12 and 6 against San Francisco. It's a myth that he has his mind voodoo over LaFleur. The big key, of course, being Bosa, Fred Warner. Fred Warner has been practicing this week. Bosa did show, he didn't practice today, but he showed up on the practice field. That's usually the first step in the right direction when you're in concussion protocol. So there is some hope that he's going to be back and playing. That's the only chance they have to even keep this game close. Either Green Bay is going to blow them out or San Francisco is going to be able to murky up this game enough that heading into the second half, both offenses haven't done much and it will stay close that way. That's the only two ways this happens, though. I'm, I swear I'm not doing any kind of mind voodoo, but if you're giving me a same-game parlay, it's Green Bay to cover, and it's the over. Swear I'm not doing any reverse mind voodoo. Uh, but that's just what the numbers say out to me. Let's kick it off to Sunday. You got the Rams. You got Tampa Bay. Now, where Pete was, he had his big upset. He might have another one here, too. I don't know. But he had his big upset with Cincinnati. This is where mine is going to be with the Rams over Tampa Bay. I do think the Rams are going to win this game outright. But, Pete, what do you think? I really like Tampa in this spot. I think Chaz mentioned this last week. Teams playing each other for the second time in a row or second time in a season. I really think Tom Brady is one person. I just refuse to kind of gamble. I refuse to gamble against ever. I only gamble on or you just stay away from him because he just he will continue to punish you. I really think Tom Brady at I think it was minus three as of now. I'll take Tom Brady at minus three. They're seven and two against the spread in their last nine. The Bucks offense, obviously they lost Brown and Godwin, but they just seem to keep rolling. Like Brady seems to just – he can make it work with anything. Uh, the defense looked really strong last week versus the Eagles. Obviously they let up points in the fourth quarter and whatnot, but they still – it didn't seem like the game was ever in doubt. I think the Rams, I think this game's a lot – like going to Tampa's a lot. I really don't think – yeah, I really don't think Matt Stafford shows up like he did on Monday night. I think the Cardinals were the perfect team for him to play. I think the Bucks are going to get after him early and often. And as long as the Bucks' O-line is healthy with Werfs and Jensen, I don't see any issue for the Bucks not covering this game. 
I think that's going to be the big key right there because I don't think, from what I'm understanding, I really don't think Werfs has chance that has a chance to play, but it's not sounding really great on the Werfs front. Chaz, what are you seeing? Well, there's one that really jumped out of me that the Rams on the road in the first quarter, they don't score. Their under is one in thirteen in their last fourteen games. You realize what thirteen and one is in terms of cash and tickets? You almost got to say to your buddy, "No, I'm going to wait." I'm going to go, I want to cash two or three at a time. This going up there every time I win is getting old because that is an incredible win percentage 13 and one. But you know, Tampa Bay at home and Green Bay at home are the best teams. The best teams sometimes are the best teams. The Rams win was not over a quality opponent last week. We all saw that. That was one stinky poop performance by Arizona. Oh, I got one here. I got one here. This is a great one. I, I didn't mention, but the, the easy sports data comes with the playoff data. I got playoff data. It goes back to 2012. But check out this. These are the final scores. The last five playoff games. 31, 31, 31, 30, 31. One team, it's in this game, in the last five playoff games, scored 31 four times and 30 the last. If you know anything about stats, they got, you know, a differential number. Ah, that's that's not even a differential number. What um and they're 4-0 against the spread in their last four. Who do you think it is? Tampa Bay. Now how are you gonna you gotta be you could, are the Rams gonna keep them from scoring 31? And can the Rams score 31? Those are questions that uh, we'll 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 answer probably Friday. I'll know by Friday. What about you, Chris? What do you what do you think? I like the teaser, Chaz. Um, I'll have the answer for you now, and I'm going to tell you that the answer is going to be that the Rams are going to win this game. I think that we've seen kind of, you know, you talked about some myths that have existed for the other math matchups. Um, this game is not a myth in the sense the Rams have been beat Tampa Bay last year and were able to beat them again this year. It's one of the teams they seem to struggle with so much in New Orleans. Now I know Tampa Bay got right into shit last year and we able to knock New Orleans off in the playoffs. I don't see that repeat performance of this. And the Rams kind of match up really well with them. I think the key to this game is going to be can the could the Tampa Bay basically out-physical them with their banged-up backfield? I think it's going to kind of go out the window. Black Weapons is going to catch up to Tampa Bay this week. I think Rams pulled the upside off. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm with you. I think the Rams are a nightmare matchup right now for Tampa Bay because they can tack the one thing Tampa Bay can't do, and that's cover. Uh, and they can attack them down the field on a consistent basis. And the Tampa Bay offense, the way it's constituted right now, plays into that Rams defense. So this is the one outright win that I'm going with. But if you want a more surefire bet, and I feel like I've been saying this throughout the night so far, but I'm taking the over. The over is 48 and a half. You got to be kidding me. These two teams with the over-under set at 48 and a half, knowing how this game is likely to go with throw them out football, that's what we're going to see here because that's how these two teams match up. Tampa Bay can't run the ball right now because they're so banged up, and the Rams, I don't expect them to be particularly efficient against this Tampa Bay team, but they both can attack them down the field. And that's what I expect. So I expect 48 and a half. Tampa Bay's been over the last four of seven games anyway. So the Rams on the road. So that's what I really love for that bet. But I am going to take the Rams outright. Let's move to our last game of the night, of the evening. We got Buffalo, Kansas City. Pete, I think you want nothing more than to see Buffalo lose, I would imagine, after last week. But what is your betting heart telling you to do? Oh well, you would. That would actually be incorrect. I really want Buffalo to win. I, no. I would. I can't see. I hate seeing. I would hate to see Patrick Mahomes get closer to that Brady level and like have that <laughs> conversation even be a thing. 
But um, Buffalo's 4-0-1 against the spread their last five. Uh, versus Kansas City, they obviously played earlier this year. They won in Kansas City. And the likelihood of that happening again is probably – I mean, it's just so low. I just – I mean, Pat Mahomes – I mean, last week they looked incredible. The offense is rolling. But if there was a week for Buffalo to catch Kansas City, I think it definitely is this week because they're in the best form they could possibly be in right now. I think Josh Allen is playing as good football as he has all season. I'm going to take the over in this game, and I'll probably sprinkle on Buffalo spread. Maybe I'm hoping that I'll take it at the very end when we get up to game time because I'm hoping that a lot of Kansas City betters will come in. I'm not too sure about that, but I want to get right now. It's only minus two and a half for Kansas City, so it's not much of a spread. Yeah, I, if I can get Buffalo at any point at like three and then get to three and a half somehow, I'd take Buffalo. But if it's under three, I feel like Kansas City, you got to take. Can't disagree. Chaz, how about you? This has got to be a game that's bouncing off the charts. A lot of data here. Well, again, but these teams are good teams. There's only eight teams left. They're good teams. And good teams do things consistently. That's kind of what makes them good, you know? So let's see. Let's, we'll throw numbers at you here. Six is six. In the second half, Buffalo scored... 14 points in their last six or seven and one against the spread in their last eight in the second half. Let's see about Buffalo on the road uh, for the game. They're scoring 27 plus and seven of eight. So there you go. Did you, did you hear Pete though? Pete's getting personal with people, not only teams, he's getting personal <laughs> with people. Man. Well, I just thought it was hilarious that he'd rather see Brady's legacy in New England State intact yes, than care yes. about his divisional rival winning a game. That is amazing. And he's probably not the only one who feels that way, by the way, as a Patriots fan. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, not believe it. No, no, I thought that was amazing. Not legitimate. I mean, there's there's kids, I don't know his age, but there's kids around his age that don't know what losing is like. You know, I, on the other hand, spent some time in New England. Uh, you know, they occasionally they won a game if they went down to Miami, but otherwise they were really, really bad for a really, really long time. Yeah, now they can't win in Miami either. <laughs> yeah, so Kansas City, first half, uh, they're scoring 10 plus and 11 of 11, over 4 1 and 1. Against the spread, though, they're 8 and 2 in their last 10 in the first half. At home, let's see at home, we've got a big one. Any big ones at home? Seven of eight's pretty good. In the first half, they're scoring 13 plus, seven of the last eight at home. And, you know, that's pretty much a whole season now. Um, but they're allowing 10 or less in their last seven. They're six and oh against the spread. And that's, that's in the first half. That's in the first half at home. But here's a playoff. I got a playoff note for both of these. In the first quarter, Buffalo's last seven games, playoff games since 2016, they've allowed three points. In the first quarter, they're 7-0 against the spread. They allowed three points in those seven games. Why we're on the playoffs in the first quarter, the last eight games, Kansas City is one and seven against the spread. But for the game, they're allowing 20 plus. So people are scoring on Kansas City. And you got to think that with Kansas City playoff record, a lot of those are home games, right? Because they've been pretty much a home team in the playoffs most games. So but yeah. the in the second half, they're 10 and 3 against the spread in the playoffs in their last. 13 second halves. I, I I like the second half. I like the over-under. I want to know what Chris thinks first, though. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Buffalo in this game. I think Buffalo is definitely a superior team. I think the Chiefs have been playing with fool's goal. I think people were kind of excited about the Chiefs bouncing back and think their offense is back on track. I don't think that's really the case. I think you're going to be sadly disappointed. I think Buffalo's team is a terrible matchup for this Chiefs team. I think the they can out physical them. I think they're going to be too. They continue to be aggressive down the field like they were versus New England last week. That's just, that's the Achilles' heel of the secondary for the Chiefs. 
And then offensively, you can get a pass rush to Patrick Holmes. You can really jumble up this offense really quickly. So you put all those teams together. I think Buffalo's going to win this game. I think they're going to win handily, actually. And I'm going to go with the under. I actually, for most of this, most of these games, I'm probably the contrarian of all of you guys. And I'm, you know, MD Nish probably doesn't listen to me for this one. But I'm going to under for most of these games. I don't think these are going to be as high scoring as everybody thinks they're going to be this week. I, I think you're just scarred from the points not being scored in the regular season. This is the playoffs now. They're, they're game planning a little bit better. We saw it a little bit last week, too. Uh, I'm not with you on on, on the over-under. I'm not with you on the over-under. You have two teams that offense is hot. It's not just Pittsburgh. They've hit the over on the last six games in a row for Kansas City. Buffalo is five of the last seven on the road. They've hit the over. Hey, so I'm, guys, hitting, I'm hitting the over. Go ahead, Jazz. How incredible was Josh Allen's performance oh, in that game? Phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, probably the best performance of his career, frankly. If you actually, well, if you actually melted down. One of the best quarterback. It was, like, it was like Tim Tebow in Florida good. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I hate Tim Tebow. But <laughs> what did you say, Pete? I said no, fantastic. Yeah, I think they haven't punted versus New England the last two games. So that's not <laughs> good. Think about that. Because, yeah, they went seven for seven, right? Seven touchdowns. That was like OU. Remember when OU had like all those great guys yes. in the seventies? They they would they beat Oklahoma State. You know they'd be up forty nine nothing, seven straight touchdowns. No, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I'm on the over. Uh, Chris, I'm not against you on the Buffalo winning though, uh, because I'm with you on when it gets down to it. At some point, Kansas City's offense is going to become predictable because I don't know what kind of a running game they're really going to be able to muster against this Buffalo team, especially if it's Jarek McKinnon. That they're going to have to lean on because the Rel Williams isn't close to 100% yet, and Clyde Zelaire isn't actually 100%, even if he's able to come back and play this game. So I think that's going to be interesting. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised at all if Buffalo winds up winning this game and winning it outright. But I would be surprised if we don't see some serious points scored in this game. Uh, I think well, Buffalo's defense gets a little bit too much credit. Good. Real quick before I leave, I would like to bring something for having me on. Thank you. Uh, the Abs, Colorado Avalanche, team total over. Um, and if you can get it in live action, minus 0.5 for regulation, not overtime, but regulation, that's courtesy of 151 Sports Investing. Love it, love it. Pete, where can we find you at? You can find me at, at Pete Van Seventer on Twitter. Uh, definitely will be posting about the games this weekend, and I can't wait for divisional round. One curious thing I, I just wanted to say, last weekend favorites went 5-1, and one, so I kind of think the dogs might bark a lot, a lot more this weekend. I'm very interested to see that. I like that take. I like that take. Chris, you and I will be back next week for sure. Maybe Pete will too. We know Chaz will too. We'll talk about all that next week. Everybody, check us out on your favorite pod streaming app. Make sure you're always tuning in at 9 o'clock on Wednesday nights on TikiLive.com slash channel slash belly up for all the great late sports contests too because it's 24-7. Everyone take care. Chaz, as you always like to say. Always be cashing. See you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, 
prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.